Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Criminalia, where it's pirate season. We are exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious freebooters throughout history. I'm Marie Tremarkey. And I'm Holly Fry. And we noticed a pattern emerging this season, one in which a particular pirate named Charles Vane makes little appearances across more than a few episodes. So, clearly, the universe has spoken. It is whispering the name Charles Vane. So let's talk about Charles Vane and how he was a pirate through and through. We've talked about this one particular book in previous episode called A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates, and it was published in 1720, so this is contemporary to Charles Vane. Within the two-volume set is a chapter about Charles Vane. He was not an insignificant pirate. He was murderous. He partied with Blackbeard. And it's in this chapter where we find that he's also described as being cowardly at his execution and unrepentant of his life as a pirate. 
Very little is actually known about Charles Vane's early life. We do know that he was born in 1680 in England, but we do not know his place of birth. We don't know who his parents were, and we don't know what, if any, formal education he had. We do know that in his adulthood, he was living in Port Royal, Jamaica, and had relocated there sometime during the War of Spanish Succession. So likely sometime between 1701 and 1714. Let's stop for a minute for a quick note on this war. Uh, A high-level overview, which is always really difficult to do, right, can put us all in the right time and place, at least. So this particular war comes up a lot in the pirate lives we talk about because it overlaps with the golden age of piracy. And sometimes pirates were pulled into it either because of financial gain or because of the promise of plundering. The war arose out of the disputed succession to the throne of Spain following the death of King Charles II. The king had died without an heir. That's a story we've heard before. And there was a disagreement whether the Spanish Empire should pass to the House of Bourbon or the House of Habsburg, both of which claimed rights. There was also disagreement as to whether or not land and control should be partitioned in an effort to keep the balance of power in Europe. Ultimately, when the war ended, Britain emerged as a rapidly growing colonial power. Charles Vane's name becomes part of recorded history when he began his career as a privateer, paid to work on one of Lord Archibald Hamilton's ships during the war. Lord Hamilton was born into a wealthy and influential Scottish noble family, and he was an officer of the Royal Navy. He was also a Whig politician who sat in the House of Commons. At this part in the story, in 1711, Hamilton was made governor of the British colony of Jamaica by Queen Anne of Great Britain and Ireland. But there was something else bubbling that was not the War of Succession, and that was the Jacobite Rebellion. Here's what that was, again in broad strokes, and why it has to do with pirates. So, when Anne died in 1714, George I assumed the throne, which meant that through some shady politics, James Francis Edward Stuart was passed over in the royal line of succession. James Francis Edward Stuart was the son of King James II and VII of England, Scotland, and Ireland. His father was deposed and the family was exiled from England. But after his father's death, James Francis Edward made his move to regain the throne of England, Ireland, and Scotland for the exiled Stuarts. For more than roughly 50 years, he tried to protect his right to the throne and was not always the winner. In 1715, James Francis Edward's attempt to regain the throne was known as the Jacobite Rising. Lord Hamilton's family was closely connected to the Stuart family, and Hamilton was a conspirator, as were several of his relatives, in the Jacobite Rising, meant to restore the House of Stuart to the throne. And here's what it had to do with pirates specifically. In secret, Hamilton was ordered to organize a large Jacobite-friendly naval fleet to help restore the crown to James Francis Edward. And so where do you go to meet that kind of criteria? You turn to privateers. Previously, just before the turn of the 18th century, Hamilton, as an officer in the Royal Navy, had been actively pursuing French privateers in the English Channel. But In order to put this fleet together, Hamilton embraced privateering and issued letters of marque to many captains, including a man named Henry Jennings, and ordered each to raid French and Spanish shipping lanes. 
It's written his privateer army was massive, with many future pirate captains we continue to know today. And those names included Blackbeard, Charles Vane. You know, these are these are the golden age of piracy pirates. There is a belief, uh, we should mention, among some modern scholars that many pirates considered themselves Jacobites, supporting James Francis Edward Stuart as the rightful king of England rather than George I. While they were ruthless, they were also vengeful, and Britain was a popular target. Author of The Republic of Pirates, Colin Woodard, supports this idea. We've probably quoted it at least once. Quote, most pirates at the time thought of themselves as in revolt against King George. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we'll talk about when Charles Vane joined his first pirate crew. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about Charles Vane's quick rise among pirates. By 1715, Vane had joined the crew under pirate Captain Henry Jennings, who was based out of Nassau on the island of New Providence in the Bahamas. And yes, this is the same Henry Jennings who had been a privateer for Lord Hamilton in his Jacobite-friendly armada. Jennings and his crew were fond of raiding ships and camps off of the coast of Florida. When a Spanish treasure fleet was struck by a hurricane off the coast of Florida, spilling tons of Spanish gold and silver close to shore, Captain Jennings and his crew, Vane included, were the first pirates to arrive at the wreckage. They plundered the vessels and the camp on shore and amassed a booty said to be valued at the time at 87,000 pounds of gold and silver. There is no good way to translate dollar to dollar from 1700 (laughs) to 2021. And we're also throwing literal pounds of money to U.S. dollars on top of it. It's it's a crazy way to do this. (laughs) We have been in this position before. And this time, Maria consulted pounds sterling to dollars, historical conversions of currency. And according to that... We're looking at about 18 million U.S. dollars today. But even that, question marks. We don't, it's hard to do. So we're just going to leave it at this. Captain Jennings and his crew found riches. Vane was active in piracy from 1716 until 1719. But by 1717, he was the captain of his own ship and had more than one vessel. And he quickly gained some notoriety as a pirate captain. He was based out of the West Indies, one of many pirate captains who operated out of the island of New Providence after the British had abandoned the Bahamian colony during the War of Spanish Succession. Vane's primary hunting grounds were the waters of the Caribbean, where he ranged from the Bahamas north along the east coast of North America as far as New York. Vane commanded ships including the Ranger, which was his flagship vessel, as well as other ships called the Lark and the Catherine, you'll hear those. But he was really known to capture and sail many, many ships. He was also known as a cruel and ruthless pirate who tortured and murdered his prisoners. And as a pirate captain, he preferred punishing his crew with extreme tortures, such as this thing called keel hauling. And this is particularly terrible. I just want to put that out there before I say it. Heel hauling was a torture technique where a person was literally dragged along or under the keel of the ship, and it was almost always a death sentence. So 
To be clear, this was extraordinarily brutal. The punished person was often lacerated by barnacles that were on the ship's hull, and varying techniques sometimes included pulling the victim out of the water periodically to ensure he maintained consciousness, which would mean that he would feel the entire punishment. Vane himself has been described as brave, but also unlucky in piracy. He's often spoken of as being one of the most skilled pirate captains among his peers. Those friends and peers, to be clear, include the infamous Blackbeard, as well as Bartholomew Roberts, known as Black Bart, and John Calico Jack Rackham, among other famous names from the Golden Age. Pirates continued to be seen as the scourge of the seas, as we all know the phrase goes. They were growing in number at this time. In an effort to rid the world, or at least rid his kingdom of pirates, King George I declared that all privateers, remember, those were pirates who were paid to do the job, were from then on also to be considered pirates, no matter what paperwork they may or may not have to suggest legitimacy in their actions. Like pirates, they were to be captured and executed. In retribution, though, and for the deaths of their fellow pirates, many pirates stopped trading to and from the British colonies because of this. The king responded to that. On September 5th, 1717, with the Proclamation for Suppressing Pirates. This proclamation granted full pardon of all crimes to any pirate who surrendered themselves to any governor in the colonies before September 5th, 1718. And if you were a pirate, you had better have a calendar handy, because <laughs> as soon as it was September 6th, any pirate who had neglected or refused to surrender would be captured and charged with piracy. But, I mean, who are we kidding? Probably captured and executed. The King's Deal was reissued in December of 1718, and then it was called the King's Pardon. The King extended the deadline from September 5th, 1718, to July 1st, 1719, because, it said, that he felt the pirates actually didn't have enough notice to surrender by the September date. Many of the outlaws, including Vane's former captain Henry Jennings, did request and receive a full pardon. Others, though, including Charles Vane, really didn't want anything to do with it. Because there were rewards for capturing pirates, there were then pirate hunters. Earlier that same year, in February of 1718, the royal frigate HMS Phoenix arrived in the waters of Nassau, sent in an attempt to convince pirates who had not taken the king's pardon to surrender. Vane, who had not and did not want to be pardoned, was taken into custody, as were some of his crew. In what some of us would consider a surprise move, Vane was, it's reported, released as a goodwill gesture. Shortly after, in one bold and notorious power move against the crown, Vane welcomed the new governor of New Providence, a man named Woods Rogers, to the island with this legendary story. He set fire to a recently captured French vessel and set it straight toward the governor's ships. To make it difficult to save those ships from burning, Vane then fired a few shots and then sailed away, it said, laughing. So as you might imagine, Vane's welcome party angered Rogers, who, in retaliation, sent former pirate-turned-pirate hunter Captain Benjamin Hornigold to capture him. But it wasn't Hornigold who would capture Vane. In the autumn of 1718, Vane and a crew said to be upwards of 90 men 
went out in search of Blackbeard. Not to attack him. Rather, they were planning an attack on NASA, and they wanted to recruit him for the fight. What actually happened, though, was the men threw a huge party on Ocracoke Island, where the crew had set up a campsite. And after days, or even weeks, and some say a full month of debauchery, the men parted ways. Vane did not recruit Blackbeard, and it is said that they never crossed paths again. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. When we're back, we'll talk about how Charles Vane's lack of people skills got him booted off his own ship. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Criminalia. This is it. This is the story of how Charles Vane was taken down by a British-born plantation owner. John Rackham, also famously known as Calico Jack, spent time as part of Vane's crew, right? Surprise! He was Vane's quartermaster, actually, which meant he was second in command. He was Vane's right-hand guy. But it's widely reported that Vane rarely got along with his crew, if at all. So you can probably tell what's coming up next. 
Spain's crew voted him out as their captain in late 1718, accusing him of cowardice. Bain was known to plunder everything in sight. Well, ish. However, he was also known to evade well-armed ships, which left his crew kind of dissatisfied. His downfall began when he was trawling the windward passage between Cuba and Hispaniola and attacked a vessel expecting little resistance. He hadn't realized it was a powerful French warship, and after a few shots were fired in his direction, Vane decided to retreat from this fight. His crew, however, wanted that fight, so it was out with Vane, and they voted in Calico Jack as their new captain. Vane, along with 15 loyal members of his crew, was given a small sloop that had been captured, and at that point, Rackham and Vane parted ways. So remember, Vane's well-known as a very skilled captain, probably because he had the sense to only attack weaker vessels or crews, but also because he was a very skilled navigator. He was skilled at taking fights. He knew he could win. Vane and his remaining crew quickly captured a few small ships to rebuild the fleet. And in less than about a month, they had, it said, five ships. Five in a month. In the Bay of Honduras, though, a hurricane struck, wrecking Vane's fleet and drowning most of his crew. Vane survived, but was shipwrecked on a small island. Some reports suggest it was South Carolina's governor, Robert Johnson, who, wanting to put an end to pirates threatening his coast, hired pirate hunters to take care of the problem. Others suggest it was the governor of North Carolina, or perhaps even the disrespected Woods Butler. All three of these men had reason. If you have been listening this season, you may recognize this man's name, William Rhett. Colonel William Rhett was ordered to engage and capture pirate Steed Bonnet, but he really wanted to capture Charles Vane. Like Hornigold, though, this was not meant to be. During the hunt, Rhett and his crew encountered a ship that had recently been raided by Vane, and the remaining crew there said that the pirates had headed south. But... This was a typical Vane maneuver, leaving deception in his wake. Vane's crew always gave contrary information to their prisoners. Vane instead went north and evaded Rhett. Rhett did, however, fulfill his order, as we know, to capture Bonnet, who he found nearby in an inlet on the Cape Fear River. Vane may have been a good pirate, but he wasn't a lucky pirate. His rescue came in the form of a British ship under the command of Captain Holford, a former buccaneer and a former acquaintance of Vane. Vane was recognized, well, probably by Holford, but some accounts actually do recall that it was a captain of another vessel in Holford's fleet. And really, that was that. Holford had Vane plates and chains, and he was extradited to Spanish town Jamaica, where authorities imprisoned him. And that's where he stayed until his trial in March of 1721. Even without the long line of witnesses who testified against him, most of whom were his victims, the outcome of this trial came as no surprise. Vane is remembered today as one of the most remorseless and shameless pirates who sailed the seas during the golden age of piracy. And he was found, surprise, guilty of piracy. <laughs> and we didn't even really scratch the surface of his piratey indiscretions because there are just so many. He was sentenced to death by hanging, and his corpse was hung from the gallows near the entrance of the harbor in Port Royal 
as a warning to other pirates. That's quite a warning. So uh, on that note, you want to have a drink? Uh, always. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> in thinking about Charles Vane, I went in a direction that might actually surprise you because this drink isn't really about Charles Vane. Isn't everything about Charles Vane? <laughs> well, to Charles Vane, I bet it was. But this particular libation is called the King's Pardon. Because that is another character that's come up a lot yes. this season. <laughs> yes, and whether or not someone takes the king's pardon and then just ignores the fact that they took it. That comes up a lot. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the king's pardon is one of those things that you could enter into, but there was no guarantee, really, that either side of the equation was going to behave in the way they promised. So, for this one, please know that when you choose to drink the king's pardon, it may not be kind to you, but it will be tasty. <laughs> <laughs> this is for people that like a very fruity drink that doesn't taste like alcohol. Mm. This is not your beverage. <laughs> There's no lying about how much alcohol is in this because it is all alcohol. Don't worry. There is a mocktail version at the end as well. Vane would be proud. <laughs> the King's Pardon starts with an ounce and a half of rum. Then you're going to add an ounce of ginger liqueur. And I added two dashes of Angostura bitters. I also included three drops of sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine you in your kitchen, you're like drop by drop. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what it's like. So you're going to put this in your shaker. You're going to shake it really hard. The sriracha is not going to fully incorporate. You'll still see little flecks of red when mm -hmm. you're done, and that's fine. You want it to bite you a little because that's what the King's Pardon sometimes did. <laughs> so you will shake all this. You're going to pour it into a chilled coop. No ice. And then you top it with three ounces of champagne. Because the idea here is that, you know, theoretically, it was like, hooray, we've entered into a contract. Let's celebrate. But there's a snaky bite in this drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the champagne is actually what drives the bus on this one. Really? That offers the most obvious note in the, the beverage. But then the more you drink it, the more you start feeling out that heat. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit cumulative. But as the heat forms, you also start to notice the other flavors. So like on your third sip, you go, oh, I do taste something gingery in here also. Um, at least nice. that was the case for me. Mm -hmm. Also, the sub, the sub name for this is called Hello, You're Drunk. <laughs> Hello, you've been partying with Blackbeard for a month. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, listen, this is not one you make several of, for sure. I didn't. I couldn't get through one. Now, to be fair, I was doing this experiment like at lunchtime in a work yeah. day, which is often how we, we end up, the timing works out for when I'm workshopping drinks. And so I don't always finish one because I have to actually function. But this one was like, whoa, I really can't finish this drink. Like, <laughs> I will not be able to do any of my work after this if I do. The King's Pardon, the King's Pardon. will bite you. Now, the mocktail version, which you could have any time and it will not bite you, it's very different because, of course, this whole thing is alcohol. So mm -hmm. we have to go in a very different direction. So what I did was I brewed a cup of chai with a teaspoon of minced ginger in it. Nice. And I did that. I boiled it on the stove. I mm -hmm. used a, a chai 
tea bag, but mm-hmm. if you do your loose, just whatever proportion you like. You're only going to use three ounces of it, but I would brew enough for a whole cup to get the proportions right. Then you'll want it to cool down. You'll put the three ounces in your shaker, add the sriracha. If you don't drink at all, you may not want to use bitters because they do have a very mm. low alcohol mm-hmm. content. So that's optional. And then you'll sh- similarly shake that with ice to make sure it's good and cold and the sriracha is involved. And then you're going to put it into your chilled coop and top it with three ounces of ginger ale. It won't bite you in the same way, but it has a very similar flavor profile. Mm-hmm. I bet it um, does, yeah. It's a little more refreshing and less of a slap, but... Um, <laughs> King slap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whew. Yeah, the King's Pardon. And I will say, as I say, hello, you're drunk. I should point out that I am one of those people that can drink spirits to um, probably a greater volume than some other folks. My tolerance is decent. But champagne gets involved and everything gets... That's a whole different story. Champagne as a vehicle for other spirits is a very, (laughs) very tricky thing for a lot of people. It can really kind of deliver the goods in a way that you may not be used to. If you're used to like, oh, I can drink, you know, three cocktails and I'm okay. Obviously, drink responsibly at all times, but I couldn't drink three of these and be anything but a wreck. Not okay. I would be like stumbleina. I would be slurry. It would not it would not be pretty. That would not be drinking responsibly. So um if you make the king's pardon, please do it carefully. <laughs> and the mocktail version is actually quite fun and yummy. And I really do like the combination of that hot sauce with ginger ale does something really cool and it's quite quite tasty. So uh <laughs> <laughs> the king's pardon the king's pardon thank you so much for for spending this time with us and charles vane and king's pardon glad we got to touch on sort of the um the ongoing recurrent characters of this yes. season <laughs> in one episode and we will be right back here next week with a little more piracy we're getting real close to a new season and we'll talk about that next week Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.